surrender and joy to you our offerings in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Good evening and welcome to Arise 2022. Amen. Hallelujah. We're blessed to see each and every one of you out here and I know that God has something special with your name on it tonight. And uh when we uh, started Arise, we started Arise, I, I guess, uh, my goodness, just years after we started the church, we called it something different. We called it Catalyst, and uh, we found out that the name was taken, and after going through a lot of legal fees, we changed it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I just decided to change it to Arise. We had done a series of messages on the church arising and uh, shining in the earth the way that uh, we're supposed to. We're supposed to lift the standard of Jesus Christ in all that we do. Amen? And the reason why we're not seeing the results that we want to see is because we're not portraying the standard that is necessary. And so I wanted to encourage our people to arise and shine for our light has come. Amen? And so when we called it that, we had, of course, Pastor Earl Glisson with us all the way from uh, St. Augustine, Florida, and uh, I was at a loss as to who to bring the next year. And so I went down to a little place called Bastrop, Texas, and um, uh, Buddy Bell said, this is the guy you need for your Arise Revival, and uh Woody was over there selling his wares, and uh, I was excited to meet him, and uh, you know, you've got family that you don't even know, and it takes a connection from the Holy Spirit to connect people together, and our hearts connected on that day and have been connected for quite some time. I count him as a dear friend, inspired by him, inspired by what God has brought him through, and uh, praise the Lord, we couldn't have a rise without having Woody Robinson, so I'm going to have him come on up here, amen. amen. Glory to God. Well, do you appreciate the one, the only, Pastor Greg Hurd? I've been all over the world, Nate, and I'm, I'm going to knock this down if I don't move it. I do appreciate it. I will use it, but it's going to have to move. But I appreciate Pastor Greg. Pastor Greg can look past your faults and see your calling and believe in your calling. When other people are ridiculing you because of your faults, Pastor Greg sees your calling. If you want to know how Jesus treats people, he looks past the fault and gets to the calling. Doesn't mean Jesus doesn't deal with the fault. Come on now. You know somebody that Jesus really had to get a hold of. Don't point to them right now. Look forward. You know there are people that Jesus really had to touch in order for you to like them, in order for you to be around them. Believe me, Jesus had to touch some of y'all for us to like you. Bless the Lord. Praise team, don't get too comfortable. You did a great job. It did the... Was the worship not wonderful? 
Don't get too comfortable on that, and ministry team, be ready here in just a little bit. I'm not going to preach long, but I am going to preach strong. I promise you that. The Lord has given me a word, and I will be preaching it. I'll preach until I get done. If you quit listening before I get done, I will wake you right back up. I will do it. I want you to shove three people around you and say it's unexplainable, but it's undeniable. It is unexplainable, but it is undeniable. Glory to the Lord. Bless his name. I want you to turn to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, let me set the stage for you. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John went to pray. And they met a lame man by the gate beautiful. And they prayed for him. And they said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of my denomination, here is... In the name of our denomination, here is our list of do's and don'ts. And here's what we believe. No? Okay, in the name of my t-shirt. Silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And so now in Acts chapter 4, they're getting in trouble for praying for a man that got healed. Wouldn't that be amazing? That you'd get in trouble for work for praying for other employees. They'd say, you don't need to do that. Like, I'll meet them in the parking lot and do it anyway. Come on, you used to sell other stuff in the parking lot. Might as well start passing out some Jesus. Oh, yeah, I'll get up in your Kool-Aid. I know that you've been delivered and set free, but you didn't forget how it used to work. Glory to the Lord. Sometimes your thermos didn't always have sweet tea. Sometimes it had vodka in it just so you get through your job. Well, you need to come to work with some joy of the Lord. Make people say, what you drinking now? Say, I'm drinking on the joy of the Lord. Got full up at the conference. I'm, I'm filled with the Spirit of God. And you need to come on to church with me and get knocked out into the Holy Ghost too. Well, what if they don't understand the Holy Ghost? You don't either. But when you get it, you know it. It's unexplainable, but it's undeniable. Come on. Y'all know where I'm going. So now Acts chapter 4, Peter and John, now they are under interrogation for getting somebody healed. It's amazing. Brother, Brother Kevin, you're, you're going to get kicked back from telling people that they are seated with Christ in heavenly places from religious people. Addicts will say thank you. Yeah. Alcoholics will say thank you. I needed to hear that. It's the denomination. They'll tell you, don't tell us that. We're not seated with Christ. We're scum. We're worthless. We're not even saved yet. Anyway, I'm sorry. Let me get back to the word. So now they're being interrogated. Acts chapter 4. Let's start at verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power? Or by what name? Don't get me started on the name. Do not get me started on that name. It makes a difference who, whose name you're using. In what name have you done this? And then Peter, 
who just a few chapters before was a cusser and a denier. See, everybody's got something in the past that they don't want you to remember. Don't worry about your past. Put it under the blood, repent, change, walk on, keep on going. Amen. Push somebody next to you and say, he really preaching to you tonight. And then Peter filled, <laughs> and then Peter filled by the denominational doctrine, and then, Pe- uh, <laughs> then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, you rulers of the people, rulers of Israel, if we this day be examined of a good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you. All of the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm going to get stirred up. I'm going to tell you right now, Brett, I'm going to go off. That in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, that God raised up from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This Jesus is the stone that was set at naught of the builders, which is to become head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other name. There are not five ways to heaven. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the door. No man goes to the Father except by me. If you're going to get in, you're going to get in on the name. You're going to get in by the blood of Jesus. You're going to get in on the grace of Jesus. You're going to get in on the power of Jesus. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh-huh. That's where we're going tonight. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. When they saw the cowardness and the quietness of Peter and John, wait a minute, when they saw the stillness of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, well, they got me on that one. Isn't there writing? It's writing about me right there, unlearned and ignorant. You ever felt that way? You ever felt like I don't know enough about the Word? I don't know enough about the Spirit of God? You ever felt like how could I really even explain this? How could I even tell somebody else about Jesus? I, I don't know this and I don't know that. I don't know this. Just get started. Tell them, say, you know, I don't know everything, but Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus restores, Jesus renews, Jesus will break a secret sin, Jesus will break a bad habit, Jesus will break an addiction. I don't know how he does it, but I'll just pray with you and he'll do it. Glory to God. And they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They ought to start talking about you behind your back. They'd at least say, well, at least they talk about Jesus. At least they know Jesus. At least they're happier than everybody else. At least they're nicer than everybody else. At least they smile all the time. Why are they always going down to that church? Why are they always going down to them conferences? Why are they always singing them Christian songs? Why are they always quoting verses around us? Fourteen, and beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, verse 16, What shall we do with these men? For indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them, is manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem, and we 
cannot deny it. It's unexplainable, but it's undeniable. Stop trying to explain everything to everybody. Look, I came up at a time, we didn't explain the Holy Ghost. We drug you down to the front and held you down until you got it. And on one side, they got a prayer member, and they going, hang on. And the other side, they saying, let go. And you're getting shaken all in the middle. And you're going to say something. You better start with Jesus, 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 kill a mosquito, shook a masanda, do something. But you're going to come out of there saying, well, I felt something. And they didn't explain nothing. But people showed up to watch us have church. They showed up because there was joy in the house. They showed up because we was dancing and bucking and chucking and falling out and skipping and dancing and Jericho marching and we was crying down at the altar and we was praying for people and people getting saved and people getting healed and devils getting cast out. We couldn't explain it, but God was doing something anyway. Now the difficulty is that we live in a society where they act like they want everything explained, but they lying. You know why I know that? Because how can you explain this world and the chaos it's in? How can you explain to me evil? How can you explain to me murder and rapes and crimes against other humans and human trafficking? How can you explain to me child abuse and all its different levels? How can you explain to me how different governments are moving and changing our rights? How can you explain to me the spirit of Antichrist that is trying to move to a one world government, a one world currency, and a one world religion? Everybody say they want it explained, but nobody can explain it. How can you explain which craft to me how can you explain sexual definitions are under full attack I can't even keep up with all the definitions anymore I'm like I don't care what P-T-L-K-F-C-A-T-N-T I don't care you got to figure your mess out the devil is a lie you know that's the devil because they confused all the time. I mean, I got my problems, but I ain't never been confused, Kevin. I always like, I'm a man. <laughs> and I like the ladies. That's how I am. I ain't confused. Never was, and that's not something I wrestle with. So you know it's the devil that brings all that confusion. Push somebody say he is talking to everybody in there today, ain't he? How are you going to explain to me transgenderism? Explain that. You cannot. You have to take on all types of mental definitions that don't make any sense. How can you explain the economic changes that aren't even reasonable to common sense? How do you explain injustice and imbalances and immorality? But the church is supposed to stay calm and explain what we need is a little bit of unexplainable and a little supernatural and a little stirring and a little jumping and a little shouting and a little crying and a little thank God. The world is given over to demonic forces and they call it normal. And they expect us to go to church and be quiet. Well, I'm the wrong one for that. 
If Satan's going to be loud, I'm going to be loud. When some of y'all was going to the bar, you was freaky Freddy, and some of y'all was dirty Diana, y'all was loud and up on the table and shaking it and not breaking it. And then you come to church and want everybody to settle down. Well, you need to dance like you've been set free. You need to dance like you got off of drugs. You need to dance like you're not perverted no more. You need to dance like you broke an addiction. You need to give God some praise sometime that you didn't die in your sin. You ain't on your way to a devil's hell. Somebody ought to give God a praise right now and give him a shout that he didn't leave you and let you die like that. If we're born against children of God, we need some Holy Ghost that's unexplainable but undeniable. When I was 14 years old, playing drums in church, my mom was leading singing. Guy comes down on the second row, full of the devil. Devil festers up. My mama spun around to the piano player and said, play something about the blood. Jumped down there by herself and cast three devils out of that man. By herself. I don't care who you are. That's bad. <laughs> Wasn't no man in the church even helped her. Said so he's like, I'm not messing with that. You know what I did when I got home? I acted right. <laughs> you don't back talk no mama that casts out a devil. You say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I sure will. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Girl done took on devils by herself and she won. Well, now, Brother Woody, explain that to me. You wasn't there, and I can't explain it. <laughs> Come on now. Humanity is burdened down, and everything must be provable, and everything must be factual, and everything must be explainable. Let me remind you that Lucifer manipulates you through your five senses so that you doubt and you fear, so that you use your natural mindset, so that you destroy your faith based on what you see, that you're actually working through yourself rather than letting the Holy Spirit work through you. You need to stop trying to explain everything and start walking with the Lord and say, I don't even know where we're going, but I'm going with you. Too many people are looking for intellectual Jesus with no power, no force, no glory, and no Holy Ghost. Look, we don't... Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to scold anyone, okay? So hear my heart. I have to say that because I don't want anybody to say, well, you were scolding me, not you particularly. So. <laughs> but if the shoe fits... We don't need more paraded flesh. We don't need more blessed talent. We don't need more songs with no authentic praise. Praise team did a great job tonight. That's the real deal, Hollyfield, right there. And so was this morning. I like this place because we got the good stuff. Somebody say amen. Somebody say we got the good stuff. We, we, get to get to, we don't need any more prayers with no repentance. We don't just need music with no worship. We don't need programs with just religious overtones. We need the Holy Spirit to do something unexplainable inside of us. 
We got too much music with no message. We got too many messages with no miracles. And we got too many redeemed of the, of the Lord with no responses. But I'm here to remind you today. I'm here to stir you up. You may feel like that you used to have a flame, but now you're a bed of coals. Well, I'm a big old stick and I'm going to stir up them coals and I'm going to get a fresh fire burning inside of you again because you need to know that the God you serve is still doing some unexplainable things. Somebody say amen. Amen. The Luciferian doctrine says Christianity has no power. The Luciferian doctrine says miracles are no more for today. And that the resurrected Jesus has no power, has no authority, has no miracles. And we should not have any expression about him. And that all of the works and the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit have ceased to function. That makes Jesus no different than any other dead God, any other religion on the planet. But I'm here to remind us that our Jesus has all power, all authority, all miracles, all expression. Our God is still alive and sitting on the throne. Somebody say amen. Jesus did not diminish after his death. He was working the whole time he was here. He, he, he didn't intend to stay here. He intended to multiply. So what did he do? He said, go to Jerusalem and wait. You're going to get something. And it's going to power you the way it powered me and so now all of a sudden 120 people came out on the day of Pentecost and they were filled with the same spirit that Jesus had because Jesus had gone to the had gone to the mercy seat and said, I applied the blood, now put my spirit in him, and now he's got people that can save and heal and baptize and redeem and set free and move and use their hands and use their mouth and use their emotions. The unexplainable, but it's undeniable. Yeah. Woo! I'm about to get wound up. That's my introduction. <laughs> Be cautious with the mindset that everything must be explained and everything must be validated and everything must have scripture and verse. Be cautious. Now the Lord won't do anything that contradicts scripture, but you need to be open to some words from God that aren't written in scripture. Brother Greg will write a book and you need it. Have y'all ever read a book by Greg Hurd? Have you not felt the stirring of the Holy Ghost? It's not Scripture. It agrees with Scripture. Okay? If you limit to everything you think you know by Scripture, John would have never written the book of Revelation. See, when you use that analogy, I can pull out Scriptures that didn't have a Scripture when that Scripture was written. Okay, When Ezekiel went to the Valley of Dry Bones, there wasn't no scripture for that before. There wasn't no manual. What do we do at the Valley of Dry Bones? Well, on manual page 2, verse 4. Well, they didn't have it. 
When Elijah, when, when, when Isaiah wrote that he would be wounded for our transgressions, that he would be bruised for our iniquities, that wasn't written before. When Elijah went to the widow, went to widow's house and it was just her and her son, she said, we about to eat a biscuit and we're going to die. That's going to be some biscuit. If that's the last biscuit I eat, then I'm going to be dying. We're going to get some butter on that thing. If we ain't got no sausage gravy, we're going to do something to it. Come on now, somebody. It ain't always got to be the Holy Ghost to make you feel good. Glory to Jesus. Come on. Uh, pray over your food. You might get a, little, might get a little revival every once in a while. But what, <laughs> when the prophet gets, gets a, just a little meal and a little oil, there wasn't nothing in the scripture about what to do. Had to have a word from God. Had to have a prophetic word that said, give me the first biscuit and God will make a way that you'll never run out of biscuits. Well, there wasn't no manual on that. Well, you can't do that, brother. Oh, yeah, you can, because God said you ought to have biscuits. Push your neighbor say, God said biscuits in the morning. When you get your biscuits, put that hot gravy on it, too. Glory to God. Woo! Represents a Holy Ghost and fire. Hot gravy right on up that biscuit. Come on, somebody. And put that sausage gravy in it. We're not under the law. We can have pig. Get that pork in that gravy, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. With some bacon on the side, thank God for the candy of meats. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I heard a great man of God said bacon was the candy of meats. Man of God right there. I knew I was hearing a revelation. I went ahead and listened to everything else you said that day because you're like, hey, bacon's again. You're walk, he's walking along, being all healthy and doing a devotion while he's walking. And I'm just thinking, I'd like to have some pancakes. <laughs> and he's like, just remember, bacon's a candy of meats. And so I went ahead and did the whole devotion with him, got up and walked around the house. And Lord, help me do better. <laughs> Look, I don't need Hollywood and Netflix version of my God. I don't, need to, I don't even need a version of their God. People get touched by Jesus and you cannot explain it. When's the last time you even tried to go past the mundane, even to the expressive? That's why we come to the Arise Conference. Because I just don't want regular. I want some premium. I want some ramped up. I want the glory of God to touch me. I don't want to sit back and be quiet. I want to walk in and be expressive. I want to worship. I want to praise. I want to stir in the presence of God. If there's a fire in the room, I want to know that the fire came by me. If there's a stirring in the room, I want the fire to stir me also. Somebody do your hand like this and say, I need to be stirred up. I need to be stirred up. I always have a problem with, I'm, okay, I'm going to be honest. I have a problem with people say they're word people, but they don't express nothing. i got a problem with that. I try to be kind, but I'm, sometimes I'm like, well, if you're a word man, why don't you do some word? Because the word praise means to skip jump, spin, flip, act like a fool. Well, I'm praising, brother. That's a half a hand. Lord, Presbyterians do that. 
Ain't no word, man. Put some jump on it sometimes. Get you a spin going and pop a little elbow with it. Do the look if you gonna look if you want the word, do the definitions of the word. Worship men. Paul said, I would that men would raise their hands in the sanctuary and worship the Lord. That means it's got to come out of you. I don't just want you to be word by definition. I want you to be word in manifestation. Why? Because Jesus was the word made manifest. And when you're doing the word, it ought to manifest Jesus. Do the definitions and then you'll be doing the word. It's always funny to me, some of the word people, they don't dance much, but they want an airplane and a hot rod. I ain't got no hot rod. I got a minivan. But I will get my praise on in the church. And my van goes fast. It's been called the silver bullet. Why? Because Jesus is the word manifested. When Jesus is stirring in you, something ought to manifest. Why? Because Jesus, look, look, there's only one name. There's only one name. I'm, I'm not, don't, don't like corner me up and think I'm doing doc, something doctrinally wrong. I'm doctrinally right. There's only one name in heaven that you can be saved. There's only one blood in which you can be saved. That's the blood of Jesus and on the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Demons come out because of the name of Jesus. Jesus is my strong tower. Jesus is my way maker. Jesus is my physician. Jesus is my deliverer. Jesus is my bridge over troubled water. Jesus is my yoke breaker. Jesus is my heavy load bearer. Jesus is my king of glory. Jesus is my Lord of lords. Jesus is my rock in a weary land. Jesus is my water out of the rock. Jesus is the one that forgives sinners. Jesus is the one that frees the captive. Jesus is the one that cleans your heart. Jesus is the one that'll save your soul. Jesus is the one that'll heal your body. Jesus is the one that'll cast out devils. Jesus is the one that'll restore your life. Jesus is the one that'll keep you from committing suicide. Jesus will touch you and he's the word made manifest. Woo! I got no problem preaching about the name. Everybody do like this. Say, we stirring it up. Man, when I tell y'all, y'all got to get back up there. All our ministry team, when I tell you it's time, you get up here. I'm not here tonight just to yell at everybody, even though I am yelling at everybody. I'm here tonight to stir up that you need the unexplainable. Because it's undeniable. And you don't get that just by sitting in your chair. You don't get that by thinking positive thoughts. Bible said, how are they going to hear unless they got a preacher? Well, I qualified. Thank God. You know what? Thank you for letting me preach on Sunday night. It means a lot to me. I got saved on a Sunday night. I got filled with the Holy Ghost on a Sunday night. I got baptized the first time on a Sunday night. I've seen people get healed on a Sunday night. I've seen people get delivered on a Sunday night. I've seen people change on a Sunday night. I've seen demons being cast out on a Sunday night. Thank you for having a Sunday night. Because we in here stirring it up. We in here stirring it up. Somebody say it's unexplainable, but it's undeniable. Look, I, 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 know, I, I, know, I know that church populations are down. I get it. 
Because most people went looking for a church to feed their flesh. Because they picked it based on the volume, the temperature, the time frame, and the activities. They want more flesh and less Jesus. They wanted more entertainment and less repentance. They wanted more their way rather than, Lord, have your way. And that's why they left. You know why? They were spiritually anorexic. I'm not physically anorexic, and I ain't spiritually anorexic either. My physicalness is an expression of my spirit. I get up in the church and I eat, I praise, I worship. I say, God, if you're going to touch anybody, touch me. God, I need to repent. God, forgive me of my sin. God, forgive me of my shortcomings. But God, let me be a man of God that you call me to be. Give me joy. Give me peace. Give me forgiveness. Give me gentleness. Give me temperance. God, I want everything you got. If this is the last service I'm going to be in, I want to make it good. I want to make it good. Somebody give God a shout of praise. We need to make sure that our worship is designed to get the Lord in the room if nobody else is impressed. I want to make sure the Lord feels welcome. I want to make sure that the Lord knows that we're here for Him. I don't care if you, look, if they don't like the song, I don't care. We wasn't singing about them anyway. We're not, we're, we're not, oh, I got to be careful. We, well, because... We do want people to come. But we have to be careful not to design everything around the people. We, we do. We have to be careful. We have to make sure that if, you, that, that if some people don't come back, we got a thick enough skin. Because if they don't come back, that won't determine if the sinner won't repent. If they don't come back, they won't determine if the sick won't be healed. If they don't come back, that doesn't determine if the addict won't be delivered. But I tell you what, if Jesus is not here, then the sinner won't repent. And then the addict won't be delivered. And the sick won't be healed. You may not like it, but I want Jesus in the room. I want the Holy Ghost in the room. I'll worship till I cry. I'll dance till I'm tired. But I want the Spirit of God inside of this building. Somebody clap your hands and give him a praise I thank God for a pastor like Pastor Greg and I thank God for a pastor like Pastor Kenny Powers that refuses to quench the spirit just to make people comfortable we've done all we can we've got thermostats and padded chairs y'all better be happy I came up in Pentecostal churches where we had light bulbs, we had wooden pews, and we had 14 tambourines. Come on, brother. You know, and some of them could not play no tambourine. You wanted to go over there and knock it out of their hand. Say, the devil is a liar. Knock that out. Give them the altar ministry or something, or, you know. Everybody couldn't play tambourine. Some of them did not know what they was doing. And then you had Aunt, Aunt Thelma on the piano. And she only knew five songs, so everything sounded like them five songs. Come on. But you know what we wanted? We wanted the Lord. We wanted Him above everything. 
Didn't matter that she only knew five songs. We'd sing about Jesus until he touched our soul. We'd sing about Jesus till we quit being angry. We'd sing about Jesus till we forgave each other. We'd sing about Jesus till we got over some stuff. We'd sing about Jesus till it broke an addiction. we got to get back to the point, if the people ain't comfortable, I want the Lord to be comfortable. I want the Lord to be welcome. I want the Lord in this place. Woo! Touch your neighbor say he's not, he's not going to preach too much longer. No, I didn't say I was done. Now, I don't lie about that. I don't have five closing. I just said it won't be longer than when I started. Let me tell you something, because we got too many people that come to church with leaving on their mind. I came tonight knowing who the preacher was going to be and that he might preach a long time. And I came anyway. And I said, Lord, if he gets too far off, knock him out in the spirit. But you know what I wanted? I wanted the Lord. If the praise team would have gone into two hours, I'd have kept crying and I'd have kept worshiping. It don't matter if I ever preach again, but it matters if people get Jesus. It matters if they get touched by the Spirit. It matters. Why? I'm not coming to church with leaving on my mind. I'm coming to church with staying on my mind. I'm coming to church with the Spirit on my mind. Why do too many people come to church with leaving on their mind? They don't love Jesus. They don't. Because when you love something, you like staying. You make up excuses to stay longer. You don't look for reason to stay shorter. When you love something, you want to be around it more. I got five granddaughters. I'm going to Sam's. I'm buying stuff by the case. I got more goldfish and Cheez-Its than I know what to do with. I don't eat goldfish. I don't eat Cheez-Its. I eat Little Debbie's. I'm a full gospel minister, Steve. Come on. But guess what they like? They like Cheez-Its and goldfish. Guess what Papa's going to get them? Cheez-Its and goldfish by the case. Why? I got five granddaughters. When they come to Papa's house, I don't want them to feel like I'm in a hurry for them to go. I love them. I'm already trying to get prepped now for soccer games. Oh. You ever been outside in a soccer game? Oh my gosh, it's hot. Chairs ain't comfortable. They don't know which way to kick it. The coach ain't no good. I already got a, you know, I'm already going to have to take over. I can tell. I'm going to have to run this team. I'm going to have to get a whistle and a bullhorn. Why? I love them girls. I don't care nothing about soccer. I don't want to go sit outside in the sun. Even when I play golf, I sit in the cart. I don't sit in the sun. Why? I love them granddaughters. I say, oh, Papa, I'm playing soccer. Oh, yeah. You're not there because you like soccer. You're there because you love your grandkid. 
Oh, yeah, you planned your whole Saturday. All this game went in overtime. Well, I'm going to the car. No, you don't. That's it. Like, yeah, your wife will yank your ear off. Get over here, Junior. I'm going to watch these girls play soccer. I don't like soccer. They're my granddaughters. I'm already planning it. I'm going to have to get the shorts, and I'm going to have to get, you know, the team shirt. I'm going to be broke. I swear. I'm going to have to rob liquor stores. The wealth of the wicked's laid up for the righteous. What the book said, Steve. What the book said. It's in the book. I got scripture. Look, if Paul can start a ministry in prison, so can I. And you preach good enough in there, they'll kick you out. Look, we got to get past John 3.16 and get back to loving him more than anything. Now, has every one of us in this room failed at something? We have. Are any of us need to be more mature in the Lord? We do. But we need to move to where the Lord is unexplainable and he's undeniable. Praise team, come to the platform. Ministry team, come take your spots along the front. Because if you don't understand what I've been preaching by now, you're dense. And you'll need Brother Kevin and Brother Daniel to explain it to you. Everybody stand your feet all over the building. Too many people want an intellectual Jesus. And I don't mind having intellectual discussions. But we need to get back to giving a Jesus that we can't explain. But we can't deny. We need to get back to being a people that we lay on our hands. We're full of faith. We have healings. We have deliverances. Yeah, sometimes we get emotional. Our music's got a message. We cry. We're praisers. We're worshipers. We're demonstrative. We're dancers. We're kneel down and pray. We'll fall out in the spirit. We'll have tears. We'll have shouts. Our knees will be bent. Our hands will be up. And it'll be unexplainable. But it'll be undeniable to the world. We worship a risen Savior. His name is Jesus. He's the King of Kings. And He is the Lord of Lords. And I don't have to explain Him to everybody. Every devil in hell knows who Jesus is. Everybody at your job knows who Jesus is. What they need to see is somebody that says, will anybody live like He's unexplainable and He's undeniable? Everybody clap your hands and give God a praise right now. You're here tonight and say, Brother Woody, I need some of that. Everybody raise one hand to heaven and invite the Spirit of God right now. Say, I I need some of that. I need some of that. Jimmy McKnight. Everybody put your hand down. I'm talking to Jimmy right now. There's going to be a fresh wave of the Holy Spirit hit your soul. It's going to feel like it's going to last for three months. There's a new joy coming back to your salvation I'm not saying you're away from God you're probably more wonderful than me 
But there is a place that the enemy is trying to make so cold. But the Lord is restoring the joy of the Lord. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I speak a fresh joy, a fresh word, a fresh wave over Jimmy McKnight right now. He's my friend and he's a brother in the Lord. Lord, and I rebuke the enemy on his behalf. I stand in the gap. Fresh joy and fresh anointing. The joy of his salvation is coming back in the name of Jesus. It'll be unexplainable and it'll be undeniable. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you're here tonight, say, Brother Woody, I don't want to leave without somebody praying with me. Get out of your seat right now. Get up here right now. Get up here right Some of y'all need to move. I'm going to start throwing stuff. Well, I, I can just receive it right here. Stop being rebellious and stubborn. Get out of your seat. The rest of y'all need to have your hand raised and your eyes closed and worship in Jesus. Come on, sing something about Jesus. Sing one of them songs y'all sing. Y'all did good. I like y'all. Shout Jesus from the mountain. Jesus in the street. Yes, Lord. Jesus in the darkness over every Yes, Lord. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the street. Come on, drummer. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Yes. Jesus for my family. I speak the the holy name. Jesus. Jesus. 
Shine through the shadow 
Oh, let's just lift our hands and give him praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence among us tonight. Thank you for showing yourself strong on behalf of your people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Well, God has done great things in our midst today. Amen. And I believe it's going to continue to build and build and build. We're just so in anticipation of what the Lord is going to do here to impart and impact our lives, to get us into the new season that he's directing the church in, a season in which the church will rise up and be the church that the book of Acts and that Jesus prophesied would be in the last days. Amen. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Praise God, I want to say yes and amen in my life. How about you? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, amen. Well, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Bob Yandian. And then, praise God, we're going to have another powerful service at 7 p.m. We're going to have David Tompkins, and it's going to be a powerful, powerful time. Amen. So I just encourage you to be here. Make the time to be here. Do something that will change the impact and the import of your entire year by investing in your life and what God is doing. It's not about late church. It's not about stronghold. It's not about glorious Bible. It's not about you know, Waymaker, it's not about all the various places that come here for homecoming. It's about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. And that is what we're about, lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen. So I want to encourage you to return and allow the process of God to continue in your life. God is imparting puzzle pieces into your spirit that he wants to put together at the right time, at the right place, so that you'll see things that others don't see. You'll know things that others don't know, and you'll be able to do things that others can't do. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now listen, by the Spirit of the Lord, I sense this. Now, when it comes to these times in which we are separating ourselves to come together corporately to receive from the manifested presence of the Lord, because there's things that you can only get corporately. You can't even get them in your own prayer closet. You've got to get them in the midst of the body of Christ. Impartation, you know, uh, divine strategies, they come through that. You need to understand that many times it's a wrestle. It's a wrestle. So I'm encouraging you to wrestle this week. To continue to wrestle with whatever you need breakthrough in. You know what? God will come in and he'll wrestle you. He will wrestle you. But he's not wrestling you to defeat you or humiliate you. He's wrestling you so that you can break through out of the lethargy, out of the cocoon that the enemies tried to put you in to get you to see something new. 
and to call you by a different name. Amen? I'm going to get a new name this week. How about you? Amen. I may walk out of here with a limp, but I'm going to have a new name. Amen? And that's the attitude we have to have. And that's what Woody's been saying. It's time for us to love the Lord even when it hurts. Even when it's uncomfortable. Even when it doesn't feel good. We're going to stay. We're going to press in. We're going to pray. We're going to be like Hannah. We're going to cry. The religious people are going to think we're crazy. It's all right. We're going to walk away with a baby. We're going to walk away with a child. Amen? And that's just what we need to be. We need to persevere. And you know, it takes perseverance even to be here at 7 7 o'clock. It's perseverance. The opposition to even come to these meetings is extreme. Disney World doesn't have opposition. Walmart, you'll never get opposed at Walmart. But when it comes to doing something for God and receiving from the mouth of the Lord through His ministry gifts, many times there's such opposition. The kids act up. Your schedule goes crazy. Symptoms in your body. All kinds of things. You need to take an evaluation and say, something's up. I might need to investigate further what this is and press in anyway. Amen? Because there's going to be new leaders burgeoning out of this place. And there's going to be old leaders that are going to turn into new leaders. There's going to be transformation. And that's what we want. And it's about a wrestle. These are not easy messages to take. The message this morning is not an easy message to take. This message tonight is not an easy message to take. But if you wrestle with it, you'll get stronger. You'll get stronger. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to get stronger this week. Amen? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Well, God bless you. You're dismissed. We'll see you tomorrow.